Hey there. Just before we get into the show, a reminder that the journey of potential starts in less than a week on August 16th. It's the 50-day online small group coaching experience helping you to become the highest version of yourself and to step into your greatest potential. If you are ready to step up your performance now, then visit the show description for the link to apply. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast helping you to achieve high performance with purpose so that you can thrive at the highest level possible and have a positive impact on the world around you. I hope that you're having a great day. For me, as I record this, I am just feeling so excited and so full. And by full, I don't mean like stomach full. What I mean is full of positive emotions. In less than a week, I'm going to be launching the journey of potential. And lately I've been going through applications. I've been meeting people on the phone and putting on the final touches for the first week's calls. I am just sitting here with conviction of how incredible these 50 days are going to be. And actually talking to people, having conversations, I've realized that this is something that is so needed now more than ever. You know, with the ups and downs, with the uncertainty of lockdowns, people are feeling stagnant. People are feeling a bit more lost. People are feeling that they need that accountability and that push to continue to break through to the next level towards their outcomes this year. So I'm so ready to get stuck into this next week. It's going to be game changing for those who are part of it. At the same time, guys, I am super excited about today's podcast episode because the topic today is something that I really believe in, and that is your morning and your nighttime routine, how you can optimize it. If you've been following me for a while, you'll know that I am big on having a morning and nighttime routine. It's something that I prioritize and even if there is a social gathering, I'll often leave early or at a reasonable time to make sure I get my beauty sleep. And this is something that there will be people listening and they're thinking, you know what, morning, nighttime routine, that's way too luxurious. That's something that I don't have the ability to do. And I get that, you know, there are people with young kids, there are people who work shift work and it's not, um, there's going to be more challenges for those people for sure. But the thing is getting extraordinary results come from the little things that we do daily. Extraordinary results are simply a delayed reflection of the insignificant things that we do daily. And morning and night, those are the times of the day that we have true power and control over. And I'm not the only one who is a big proponent of this. Like, yes, it's had profound effects on how I show up, on my state of being, my state of mind and my performance. But a lot of high achieving individuals will also say the same thing, protect and preserve your mornings and your nights. So for me, the most precious times of the day when I have time to myself is the morning and night. At nighttime, it's important because it sets me up to have a good night's sleep. 
up to 50% of adults will suffer from insomnia. And women are 40% more at risk than men of having insomnia. And a lot of that comes down to the few hours before bedtime. Yes, there's a lot of factors that contribute to sleep quality, but we know that sleep onset latency is affected by hormones that get released to put us to sleep. And those hormones, melatonin being one of them, is directly affected by nighttime activity, like how much of it is produced and how much of it is released. And same thing as sleep disturbances, you know, waking up regularly, having a shallow sleep. Yes, once again, a lot of factors affect it, but your activity and your state of mind in the last few hours before bedtime have a big influence over your sleep quality. And we know that sleep is like the overarching factor and recovery and like requirement for us to show up as our best selves in any area of our lives. Now, during the day, adults often complain about feeling low in energy or the opposite. You know, adults in today's society who are operating in constant adrenaline mode, they are constantly in beta brain frequency where they are always in a frantic energy. They are always go, 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 GSD mode, get shit done mode. And they just do, do, do. And they're busy for the sake of being busy. Now, if, if adults are living every single day like that, then they get to a point where they burn out. Maybe they feel unfulfilled. Maybe they get to a point where they're like, what is this all for? I'm just like on a treadmill that never stops. Now, the thing is, if you were to go on a date, right? Imagine you go on a date with someone. It's a first date. And at the start of the date, you actually have a fight with them. Maybe you disagree on something and you fight at the very start of the date. Well, you bet the rest of the date is going to suck because the rest of the date does also depend on how the first part of the date goes. Well, our days operate in the same way. How you start your day is also going to dictate and influence how the rest of your day goes, which is why having a morning routine is so influential on how you go about the rest of your day. So if you want to have more energy during the day, if you want to actually, you know, operate at a more focused and calm level during the day, a lot of that will come down to how you start your day. Yes, there's a lot of other factors involved, but that is a big thing that does affect the rest of your day. So now let's go into what I have found has worked really well for me as a morning routine first, and then I'll go into nighttime routine. So in the mornings, I have five key steps that I adhere to. This is something that I have refined over years. So at the very start, I just started as one thing and then, you know, added another thing and then I added another thing. And now it's like five key steps. And if one of them is missing, then it's not an optimal morning routine. Like I'll feel it and I'll notice it. So the five things are number one, getting up with my alarm. So not snoozing the alarm in the morning. Number two is when I wake up, I will not check my phone for the first hour or two of the day, depending on, you know, like how condensed this morning routine is, like what time I'm starting work. I won't check my phone for at least an hour of the morning. Number three is I'll then do 
an exercise session, so a training session. After that, I'll do a meditation session. And then after that, to finish off the morning, as I'm having breakfast, I will be journaling. Now, each of these steps are in place because they each serve a purpose, which I'll go through now. So the first thing, the first thing that I am a massive believer of is getting up with your alarm or, you know, getting up without an alarm, sure. But the point is not snoozing or not rolling over and continuing to sleep again and again and again until you like can't sleep anymore, which is what people can do. Like if they don't need to get up, right? Like they'll wake up at seven, they'll roll over. And then they'll wake up again at eight, they'll roll over, sleep again. So actually getting up when with the alarm or getting up the first time you wake up in the morning and getting up and just getting the day started. Now, the reason why I'm so big on this is because when the alarm goes off in the morning, you have a choice in that moment in time. That choice is between one, turning off the alarm, getting up, and getting the day started, so actually being empowered to go and live life, or number two, snoozing the alarm, rolling over, and choosing the comfortable, easy option. Now, that one decision is the very first decision that you make in the whole day. So if you take that easy option, if you snooze, then you are only training your mind for the rest of the day to take the easy option out, to take the comfortable option. And from there, you actually fall into the habit of continuing to break promises to yourself. Because if you've set an alarm, then the night before you had committed to waking up at that time, right? But then when you snooze, you are breaking a promise to yourself. And that (laughs) should be a crime because when you break promises to yourself and you continue to break promises to yourself, then you lose trust in yourself. You can't even you can't even trust yourself to honor a promise or a commitment that you had set out in the first place. So then you start to break more promises to yourself because you don't trust yourself anymore and you start to train the habit of breaking promises. You lose your ability and you lose your you lose your habit to be disciplined and just to do something that you had set out to do. So you're just training your mind to be really unresourceful and to not honor or trust yourself. So that in itself is a really poor form of brain training and habit training, not to mention, you know, all the other downsides of snoozing, like, you know, feeling more sluggish, feeling more groggy, feeling more tired and wasting time. Because if you're snoozing, then why were you meant to get up in the first place? Were you meant to um, do a training session? Were you meant to like study or do some do a project and now because you've snooze you need to do that later in the day anyway so you're actually you know pushing these tasks back and crowding the rest of the day so snoozing i'm dead set against it having said that i used to be you know a chronic snoozer (laughs) i used to be there and yes it took you know a few weeks of really painful, like, oh, I have to get up and not snoozing the alarm. But as soon as you get into the habit of not snoozing, then it just becomes, you know, default. It becomes a habit. It becomes, you know, easy, non-negotiable. It's just something that you do without even needing to think about it. It's just something that you do, like brushing your teeth in the morning or having a shower before bed. 
It's just something that you do. So it does get to the point where it is easy and it helps to put your phone slash your alarm on the other side of the room as well, which is what I do. All right. So once I've gotten up with my alarm and, you know, I felt empowered and I felt ready to take on the day because I haven't taken the easy option. The second thing is I do not check my phone for this whole morning routine. So, yes, I use my alarm on the phone. But because I don't have pop-up notifications, I just turn off the alarm and then it's a blank home screen. I don't actually get tempted to open any other apps. Now, this is so important because first thing in the morning and last thing at night, they're the only times of the day that you have to yourself. Because as soon as you open up social media, as soon as you open up your emails, as soon as you turn on the TV to watch the news, as soon as you work into what? walk into work, you are putting yourself at the mercy of the external environment. You're putting yourself at the mercy of other people's needs and other people's wants from you. Like if someone's emailed you because they want you to send them something, well, you're answering to their needs, right? You're putting yourself at the mercy of other um, people's opinions, other people's expectations, other people's needs, other people's fears, other people's um like, you know, belief systems that they thrust onto you. That's what all of social media and the news is. Well, you know, most of the news, like, you know, fear-mongering, sensationalist stuff. (laughs) But you are, your thoughts, your pure thoughts and emotions and true being is being contaminated with the external world. Now, I'm not saying that the external world is always, like, toxic, but you're going to be involved in the external world for the whole day why don't you just take the first hour to yourself in the morning and trust me those emails those notifications are going to be there when you check it an hour later so that's the next thing that's really important if you need like use something else as your alarm like maybe use an actual alarm clock i've heard people talk about having to actually lock their phone in their car to not open their phone in the morning. That's like the extent that they've needed to go to because it's an automatic thing. So definitely, you know, like I'm not even checking my phone in the morning, let alone scrolling in bed. That's a big no. Um, I don't even remember the last time I scrolled in bed in the morning. So 100% no, because you do not want to start your day by reacting to the external world. So remember, if you start your day off on a bad note, So your date off on a bad note, the rest of the date is going to be bad. If you start your day by opening up social media and reading, you know, Facebook debates or reading about COVID news or reading about conspiracy theories, and that's just going to contaminate your state of mind and your focus and your productivity and your inner peace right there and then. All right. Number three is I do a training session. So as soon as I get up, I brush my teeth. And I get dressed and then I go straight to do a training session. This one's self-explanatory. Like training, you guys know, is a big part of my life. It's likely a big part of your life as well. I know that not all of you are morning people and not all of you train first thing in the morning. And that's okay. But for me, like I like to start my day off straight away with a training session. So this one, obviously, it's good for your physical health. Obviously, it's good for your physical performance to be training, you know, and for other obvious reasons as well, like mental and emotional health. 
So that one's pretty like self-explanatory. I usually do anywhere between, you know, 30 minutes to one hour. Like during the triathlon season, weekday sessions might get up to 90 minutes. But now I'm actually, you know, I pulled right back and it's just like a 30, 45 minute session most weekdays. Now, after I've done my training session, I will have a shower and then I'll go straight to meditating. Now, I've done my training session and that has filled up my cup for my physical health, my, the pillar of my body. Now, I'm meditating to fill up my cup for the pillar of the heart. Why? Well, meditation has a lot of different purposes. Um, I'm really big on visualization meditations where I visualize goals and outcomes that I will achieve in the future. So I actually visualize and see myself hitting these outcomes and convince my unconscious mind that it's already happening. What does that do? One, it keeps me clear and connected to what I'm working towards. Like it keeps me on track. Because any big outcome takes a long time to achieve, right? So, you know, in that dark middle zone where you've been working towards something for a long time and you're like, why am I even doing this again? Like, it's, it's hard, it's, you know, you're tired, but you stay connected to that final outcome by these daily visualizations. But also, number two, it builds up my confidence and my levels of empowerment as well. A lot of people's self-doubt, a lot of people's fears a lot of people's, um, you know, imposter syndrome is due to the fact that they don't actually believe that they can achieve something that they are seeking to achieve. But what do these visualizations do? They give us evidence that we can do it. And yes, it's just a visualization. But when you do visualizations well, your unconscious mind can't tell the difference between deep and realistic visualization and reality. Well, because what is reality? <laughs> it's a deep rabbit hole to go down. But what is reality? It's, it's literally information that we receive through our five senses. No, what we see, what we smell, what we taste, what we hear, and what we touch. And without those five senses, there is no reality. So if you do a strong visualization and you create a visualization that feeds all those senses and there you go you've got a reality hey so meditation in the morning just make it make makes me so connected to my outcomes makes me so empowered so confident but also puts me in a pretty damn good state of mind for the day makes me feel very passionate makes me feel very excited makes me feel very positive for the day so you can imagine, like I've been awake now for an hour and a half, maybe two hours, and I'm like so fired up and ready to go versus back in the day when I used to like, you know, scroll in bed and just scroll more and scroll more over breakfast. It's just like starting the day off on the wrong note. Hey, all right. And after the meditation, when I've, when I've filled up my body with these emotions and I've filled up my heart with love and excitement and joy and passion. Then I go and have breakfast and over breakfast, instead of scrolling my phone, I will journal and the journaling aspect creates more tangible evidence of what I've seen in my head. So I might journal on some of the things that I visualized. So I might actually write it out and make it more clear or I will journal on other things 
that will set me up for the day. Now, journaling is now really filling the cup of the mind, the mind creating strategy, you know, having a mental and intellectual um, connection to what it is that we're doing. So having a plan. So yes, the visualization is great, but sometimes it's quite broad. It's quite high level. So we need to come down and break it down on paper. So journaling is something that I will do even if I'm really short on time. So if I'm if I'm with the client at like 7 a.m., then I might not meditate that morning, but I'll still journal, even if it's just like two minutes. It baffles me how some people, you know, they go day to day, they're doing, they're doing, they're doing, they're progressing, they're progressing, but they're progressing. But if I ask them, you know, what have you done well in the last week? What have you learned in the last week? Or where are you headed? What are your outcomes in three months from now? Like they can't answer that. Because we're so stuck on, you know, doing things, but we haven't actually stopped for a moment and mentally actually connected to what are we doing and why. And that's what where journaling comes in. So there's so many different prompts that you can journal on. So I might journal on, I usually actually start off with writing the date at the top. And then the first question I write is, how are you feeling today? And I'll just like, blah let it all out on paper and that will usually bring up something you know if i'm having a challenge if i'm feeling sad about something i'm feeling frustrated about something that will come up in that segment and then i will explore that more this is self-awareness guys this is how you build self-awareness so really you know exploring that and then from there there are other prompts that you know, will help. So once I've overcome and, you know, fixed the problem of what, how I'm feeling, if there is a problem, then there might be other questions and other prompts like, you know, I might, I might ask myself, what were my major wins from yesterday? Like give myself acknowledgement for things I did well yesterday. Acknowledgement is super important because we all seek acknowledgement. We all seek validation. It's within, you know, our like genetic makeup to want that. But when we don't give ourselves enough self-acknowledgement, then that's when we start to seek it from other people, which becomes a problem because we then start to seek validation from other people and we start to then behave and act for other people. And that's where people pleasing and living our lives for other people comes in. So what are the wins from, what are my wins from yesterday? What are my major learnings from yesterday? Who and what am I grateful for? How can I show up today as the highest version of myself? That's a powerful one. I love finishing my journaling with that because it sets the intention for the day. It's not just about what I'm going to do today, but it's about who am I going to be today? Because who we are, how we show up will dictate what we do and what we, what we do dictates our results, but it starts with who we are and how we choose to show up no matter what. So that's my morning routine. And, you know, I admit and I acknowledge that, you know, I'm self-employed. So I've been able to create a routine where like I don't generally need to start work earlier than 830 in the morning. So even if I get up at six, I can still do a half an hour training session. I can still do my meditation, journaling over breakfast. And, you know, I usually like to have a sit down breakfast. But even if you're someone who starts work early or even if you've got kids, ask yourself, what are the 
key aspects of this that you can still fit in. You definitely can still like get up with your alarm. You can definitely still not check your phone. And meditation, that like a five-minute meditation is sometimes all you need. Like a visualization, that could be two minutes, you know, if you're really unable to um, sit down for longer. So really there's almost no excuse because two minutes, like everyone's got two minutes in their morning. Just get up two minutes earlier, right? Or not scroll on your phone in the morning and then bam, you've got 15 minutes extra in the morning. So from there, you know, journaling to really solidify the meditation. And I just, there's something special about writing on paper as well. So mornings, like, oh, I love that. It sets me up so well for the day. And it's something that has that routine, you know, getting up with my alarm, no phone in the morning, exercising, then meditating, then journaling. That's worked so well for me. But also a reminder that everything that different things work well for different people. So give this a go, use this as a guideline, but then experiment and see what works for you as well. Now for night times. So nighttime routine used to be something that I didn't really prioritize until I started to have a little bit of, you know, insomnia. I went through a period of few months where I just like could not fall asleep for the life of me. It'd take me two hours, sometimes two and a half hours of just like staring at the ceiling. And you bet that is frustrating. Once I fall asleep though, I'm fine. And I usually sleep deep and I sleep straight through to the morning. But it was really like the falling asleep aspect that that I was struggling with. Now, you know, this happened for a few months. And it wasn't great because I was getting less sleep and, you know, I was, I was pulling up more tired during the days. But the answer was so clear. It was exactly the only reason why I was, you know, not falling asleep was because I was working till 9 p.m. at night. <laughs> I would work, then I'd just close my laptop and go straight to bed. And no wonder, you know, like my melatonin levels, the hormone that puts you to sleep, was like so dampened because I had all this blue light. I was like, you know, in fight or flight mode almost. Like, you know, working, you know, you're really wired and you're really switched on. And I had no routine. I just go to bed um, and then, you know, couldn't fall asleep. I'd get that as well if I exercise at night as well, by the way. And, you know, this is actually a thing. Like if you exercise later in the day, then your body's in a sympathetic, the sympathetic nervous system is activated. So more adrenaline. Um, and that makes it more challenging to fall asleep, which is why I love to exercise in the morning and why I don't exercise at night. But not everyone has that either, which is great. I mean, if you can exercise at night, if you can work till late and fall asleep like that, then good for you, <laughs> stoked for you. But for me, like um, my, my falling asleep is very sensitive and others might be the same. So for me, my nighttime routine now is really precious and I protect it just as much as my morning routine so that I can fall asleep well and it's worked. So what I do is one, I finish work at a reasonable time. Now this is obviously on days where I'm not physically working late. So I do do group calls um, up until 9 p.m. sometimes, but that's, you know, like one night of the week, maybe two nights of the week while I'm doing an online course. Otherwise it's, it's not super regular. So, you know, other than those nights, I will finish work now at 6 p.m. I'm like, you know what? I'm finishing work at 6. Then I will wind down for the evening by going for a walk and actually just 
moving the energy around, just like getting up and moving and moving out of my office, my home office, because we attach certain emotions and certain energy to locations as well. Like you've all had the experience where you might go to your school reunion and you walk back into the old classrooms or the old hallways and you just feel a rush of nostalgia because we have emotions attached to location. So I actually leave my home office, I close the door and then I'm like, bye. (laughs) Till tomorrow, bye. And then the rest of my house is like for relaxing, you know, home life. So I leave the home office, go for a walk, I'm currently having dinner with James. And then after that is my nighttime routine. It it begins. So no more work from there. Instead, what I'll do is I will um, maybe do some uni study because I I do do uni study (laughs) and I've got to do that on top of work. But I find that helps because it's not like I'm not projecting energy instead I'm like consuming information so it's not it hasn't been as um, affecting my sleep so I will do half an hour of study so usually this I finished we finished dinner it's usually 7 30 I'll do half an hour of study or maybe one hour of study and then that's it no more screen time from there I will read for half an hour so anywhere between 8 to 8 30 or 8 30 to 9 p.m. is just reading time. Now, this is something that allows me to expand myself. So, you know, the morning routine, meditation, journaling, that was all about like connecting with myself and 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 making sure that I'm really aware of where I'm at and all that stuff. Now, reading, like I'm really big on self-development, obviously. So I read a lot of self-development books. So that is all about expanding and growing myself. So learning new things. And that's important to do on a regular basis as well. So I do that on weeknights. Now, once I've done that, it's like usually 9 p.m. So I'll just go and get ready for bed. I'll go and lay out my clothes for the next day because at 6 a.m. the following day, I do not want to, you know, be finding clothes in the wardrobe. I just want my workout clothes ready to go. So that I always lay out the next day. Then I'll either go straight to bed. I'm already quite calm from reading only. And, you know, I've turned off the lights so that the house is actually a bit darker and it has been a bit dark for the last hour. So I might either go straight to bed or I will then actually meditate again for another 10 minutes or so. So meditation helps put me to sleep because of the music. Like the music is so relaxing. Um, but this time I won't do a visualization meditation. I'll do more of a relaxing, disconnecting visualization. Uh, sorry, meditation. So I will just like do a mindfulness meditation and just focus on my breathing, slow down my heart rate and just slow down and relax for the night. And that is like such a good way to ease into the night. And then after that, I just fall asleep super easily. Obviously, it helps that um, I don't actually drink coffee and that, you know, I've exercised in the morning and all of those things as well. But I found this nighttime routine so, so resourceful to be able to actually preserve my sleep. So nighttime, it starts off by making sure that I transition and actually clock off work. From there, I'll 
do some study that may or may not be relevant for you. I'll read. So this is where there's no more screen time and it's just me, no more external world either. Just me and my book or me and James chilling with each other. Then I will lay out my clothes and either go straight to bed or do another meditation in bed. So that, guys, is my morning and nighttime routine. It's something that I so firmly believe in because, like I said at the start, extraordinary results come from the little insignificant things that we do every single day. It's those little things that accumulate and add on to each other and create the results that we get. It creates the destiny of our entire life. So I hope that that episode resonated with you. I'd love to hear from you whether this is something that you're already doing, whether this is something that you are going to put in place. Please reach out. Otherwise, guys, have a wonderful rest of the day and I'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.